Hi, and welcome to Heart to Heart, a Kingdom Hearts podcast, where I, Austin, explain Kingdom Hearts to my friends. Hey there, I'm Cronus. I'm doing good today. How are you doing? I am Darylise. Happy to be here. Yo, I'm Riley. And I'm also here. <laughs> All right. So before I ask you guys the, the question, because we're back to that question, uh, I mentioned last time that um, there were some extra nobodies that we skipped over because I was rushing to try and finish Roxas's story. So if you look in our Discord server and unspoiler that first image, this is the Creeper. <laughs> And it, it, it's small, and it sort of walks on those big old hands. Uh, but if you unspoiler the next image, oh, it can also just... transform. Okay. Oh. First image with the really, really long pointy head. I don't know if any of you have seen Soul Eater, but it looks like um, Excalibur from Soul Eater. That's my contribution today. Hi. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, it can transform into several different things. Uh, a big shield, big sword, big spear, a bat-like thing, a different walking thing, a couple different flying things. It can be a lot of things. A workout <laughs> kettlebell thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's the creeper. And then the third image is the assassin. Oh. Uh, and... If you remember, the shadow can like sink into the ground and avoid your attacks and stuff. Mm -hmm. So can the assassin, but he can attack you while he's underground with those large spikes on his arms. Mm. So those are the two nobody types that I uh, cut out last week so that we could get through it all. <laughs> but speaking of last week, do you guys remember what happened? So much. So much happened. I've believe like some kind of floating ball tournament happened that 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 is the thing that happened yeah was axel there last time he was yeah i knew it we went through the introduction of this game all those things are true yep uh so yeah we we followed roxas's last week of summer vacation uh but right before the end he uh everything went weird and he had to go yell at a, a man in a red cloak with belts on his face and That's eventually say a sad line about Oh god, uh, he hates him more than anything. He hates him. His hatred for him is unbearable and his summer vacation is over. And then the King Hearts 2 logo appeared. So that fades out and then at the train station in Twilight Town we see a hooded King Mickey exiting a mysterious blue and gold train, and it's very clearly the same train that was the ghost train uh, in the simulation Twilight Town that Roxas was in. So it has like a big wizardy looking hat on it and uh, stars and moons all over the sides. But then, uh, yeah, we see Roxas turn around. We go back to the, the pod room. And we sort of see Roxas turn around, and then the screen fades to white. And we hear Roxas's voice. Sora? Who's there? Sora! Sora, wake up! 
And uh, Sora's capsule opens, and in front of him are Donald and Goofy. Wow. Sora stretches, and uh, everybody sort of laughs at how small his clothes have gotten on him, because now, like, the legs of his <laughs> puffy-ass pants are above his knees. He has grown a lot in this year. He hit puberty? He hit puberty. Uh, but he comes out God, of I wish pod. I could have slept through it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sora jumps out of his capsule uh, and grabs Donald and Goofy by the arms. And it's like, Donald, Goofy! And they all laugh and they sort of hop around in a circle together. Um, Jiminy cr- climbs off of Sora's shoulder and says, that was some nap. And hops down. So is you Jiminy mean... awkward at snoozing? Yep. <laughs> you mean we were asleep? I guess we must have been or else I don't think we'd be so drowsy. When do you think we went to sleep? Uh, let's see. We defeated Ansem. Yep. Restored peace to the world. Found Kyrie. Oh, yeah. And then we went to look for Riku. I think that's right so far. Then what? What does your journal say, Jiminy? And Jiminy pulls out his journal. Gee, there's only one sentence. Thank Nomine. Hmm. Oh. I wonder who that is. If you recall in Chain of Memories, all of Jiminy's journals got wiped, and they wrote a little note to remind themselves to thank Nominee. That's so sad. That is really sad. Yeah. Sordon and Goofy look around at each other like, do you know who Nominee is? But they all just shake their heads. Well, some journal that is. Yeah. Well, what do you say we find out where we are? Uh, And the group walks out into Twilight Town and eventually enters the usual spot. And Sora says, you know, I think I've been to this town. What's it called? Hmm. Uh, I guess I must have imagined it. Hayner, Pence, and Olette are laying in the room bored, and then Hayner sort of sits up. What do you want? Uh, nothing. I was just wondering what was back here. Well, now you know. This is our spot. And Pence, uh... What? You're new around here, right? Uh, I'm Pence. And Hainer. Hainer, nice to meet you. But we got stuff to do, so catch you later. And Hainer leaves. He's a busy guy. My name is Olette. Hey, did you finish up the summer homework yet? Independent studies are the worst, huh? And Sora, homework? And he looks to Donald and Goofy, who both shrug. <laughs> then Pence, uh, hey, what are your names? Oh, sorry. We're Sora, Donald, and Goofy. In that order. Hey there. Then Alette. Sora, Donald, Goofy. We just met someone who was looking for you. He sure seemed to be in a hurry. He had a big cloak. He had a black cloak on, so I couldn't see his face. But he had these big round ears. The king! Where'd you see him? At, At the station. The station. Thanks. Well, we better get back to that assignment. Later. And Olette and Pence leave. Oh boy, the king's trying to find us. Yeah, let's get to the station. There's an optional thing that I have never did until this time playing, where you can go to the sandlot and run into Cypher, Fu, and Rai. Uh, they basically are just like, yo, who the fuck are you? 
and like getting ready to fight and then the producer pops up and is like hey if you guys are gonna fight make it a struggle fight because uh, i'm a real big fan of you cypher and it implies that in the real world uh in the struggle tournament that just happened cypher won because there was no weird vv or roxas in in the picture mm. So you mean to tell me that there is an optional side thing that you had never done until now? Yes. That kind of surprises me a little bit for how long you've been playing the games. That's, that's valid. Was there any particular reason why you didn't do that until recently? I guess I didn't. You know, you uh, you play two to four hours of hanging around and hanging around in Twilight Town as Roxas, and you just kind of want to go see the game. All right, all right, valid. So I, I guess I never went to the Sandlot. I always just went straight to the, the station. Okay. Speaking of which, they go to the station, eventually, and a bunch of dusks around them, uh, and you sort of just fight for a while. There's just several waves of dusks keep showing up. Eventually, it gets to a cutscene, and they're clearly overwhelmed and exhausted. Then Mickey appears on the ledge of the station, and Mickey swoops down and destroys the remaining dusks with his keyblade. Sora's amazed, uh, and like is the closest to Mickey at the time. But then Donald and Goofy like push him down so that they can get closer to Mickey. So they're like on top of Sora, basically. Your Majesty, shh! You gotta board the train and leave town. The train knows the way. And he holds out a money pouch, one that we've seen before, stolen from Roxas in a data version of Twilight Town. Here. Uh, and Sora takes it, and Mickey runs off. Is this... Sora, the king. Sorry. Go ahead. Is this the first time the trio has finally run across the king again since they've been looking for him? Or am I forgetting something like... Aside from the very brief conversation through the door at right. the end of Kingdom Hearts 1, yes, this is the only time they have seen him. And he's like, bye! Okay, go on. Yep. Just just keeping it straight. The king? Was that really him? It could have been. Yep, I know it was. Now we know he's okay. The king was locked in the realm of darkness, right? Uh-huh. But we just saw him. Yep. If the king's here, that means Riku's here. He's gotta be. Well, I'm gonna go look for Riku, and then he and I can go back to the islands together. Kairi's there waiting for us. What are you two gonna do? Gosh, Sora, do you have to ask? And Sora chuckles. Hey, what's so funny? <laughs> Your face. Oh. And then Donald and Goofy look at each other and then laugh along with Sora. What do you say, guys? Let's stick together for one more journey? And they, mm. they nod. Something tells me... That's not just gonna one be more, more journey. than one journey. Yeah. I don't mean to spoil anything, but I have a <laughs> feeling. There's a lot of Kingdom Hearts games, so, you know. And then, yeah, they, they head into the train station, and then Hainer, Pence, and Alette show up. Wait up! Hey, Sora! What? Uh, nothing, but... And then Pence, uh, we came to see you off. It just seemed oh. like something we ought to do. Oh, really? Thanks. And then uh, uh, a ringing goes off in the station, and Alette's like, you should hurry and get your tickets. Right. So Sora takes out that money pouch, and Alette notices, and is like, 
pulls out her money pouch and it's the exact same because you know it was a data copy of her original money pouch and they also sort of look at that and are confused but sort of buys the tickets and then as he's walking away from the teller he says I can't help feeling like we won't see this town again Ew. why not you're thinking too much yeah you're right and then uh, as they're about to leave, Hainer walks up and says, Hey, Sora, are you sure we haven't met before? Mm, positive. Uh, why do you ask? I don't know. And Sora smiles at them, but then a, a tear falls down his cheek. And everybody's kind of surprised by that. And then when Sora notices, so is he, and he, he goes to brush it away. You okay? Y- yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know where it came from. Pull it together. Right. Uh, see ya. Right, because that's how you Clearly. get those things. Roxas uh, inside Sora crying at saying goodbye to his friends. Aww. Very sad. Uh, Sora waves and then gets on the train. Um, and they sort of uh, you see the, the Twilight Town trio rush off as the train gets ready to go. Sora reaches into the money pouch and pulls out the blue crystal ball from the struggle trophy and sort of holds it up to the light like Roxas and the Twilight Town gang did and says, you know, I'm sad. We'll be back. Yeah, we can visit Hainer and those guys again. And then as we're watching, like, in this train and it's going... Eventually, it sort of flashes, like, the windows, and it's no longer Twilight Town that we see outside of the windows. It's, like, space. Oh. But we cut to Axel, a hooded figure, and Naminé at the, uh, at Sunset Hill. Naminé sitting on a bench, and Axel walks over to the wooden railing, and they're watching Sora's train leave. Guess that's that. And then... The hooded figure. Very clearly, this is the Ansem that has been working with Diz. Let's go. <laughs> go where? It's not like we have homes to return to. We don't exist, remember? Yes, it's true. We may not have homes, but there is some place I want to go, and someone I want to see. And she sort of looks at the notebook in her lap, which has a picture of Sora and Roxas holding hands. Same here. And so he turns to Ansem. So, uh, you think you might let us go? I know you're here to get rid of us, but... And then Nominee looks up at, at, uh, the Ansem. Diz wants to get rid of me? Go. Are you sure about this? I owe you both. For what? Castle Oblivion. You helped us. <laughs> you don't have to tell me twice. And he moves his arms and opens a uh, a dark corridor. And Nominee looks over, like sort of looks back and forth between them. And then eventually she uh, she says thank you to Ansem. And her and Axel walk through the dark corridor. Was the notebook in her lap uh, a drawn photo of like Sora and uh, yes. Hands. Anytime I mention a picture around Domine, it's something that she has drawn. Oh, Domine. Okay, continue. <laughs> this game is so sad. Mm-hmm. 
back to the train. It's pulling up to the base of a mysterious tower. It's similarly to the train, it's emblazoned with moons and stars. Uh, as Sora and Donald and Goofy get off of the train, they see it like it flashes and disappears. Sora looks back at it and it's like, oh, there goes our ride. And we can see somebody standing at the doorway to the tower. And as we walk up, we hear him. Uh, Donald says, what's going on? I sent some of my lackeys inside to see if the master of this. Hi, uh, editing Austin here. So the audio right here got real messed up. And I'm not sure why. Uh, but what Pete says is, I sent some of my lackeys inside to see if the master of this here tower is as big and as tough as they say. Sorry about that. Word is, he's a real powerful sorcerer, which would make him the perfect bodyguard for me. See, it don't matter how tough he is, once he's a heartless, he'll do what I say. A heartless? That's right, those things that come out of the darkness in folks' hearts. Why, with all those heartless at her side, my dear friend Maleficent is going to conquer everything. And since I got me a debt to pay, I'm going around to a bunch of different worlds and building an army of heartless special for her. Why am I talking to, picks, to you pipsqueaks anyway? Go on, scram. I'm behind schedule as it is. Uh, and this whole time, he's like staring into the crack of the door and not looking at them. He doesn't know who's behind him, really. You ought to, you ought to find something nicer to do. Says who? And he turns around. And if you unspoiler the next image, you'll see our main man, Pete, but in Kingdom Hearts clothes. Wow! Wow, it's you! And then Don and Gooby call out, Pete, uh, what are you two Nimrods doing here? What are you doing here? You know him? We sure do. Pete's been causing trouble for ages. Yeah. And then okay. this next line, there's a bit of some confusion with it. Uh, originally it says his majesty banished him to another dimension a long time ago. I wonder how he escaped, but we'll see that in a future game. And it's actually Minnie that does it. So her majesty banished him to another dimension a long time ago. I wonder how he escaped. Pete laughs. You want to know how? Eh? Well, Maleficent busted me out. That's how. And now your world... No, no, all the worlds are going to belong to yours truly because Maleficent's going to help me conquer them. Yeah, I'm sure. Editing Austin here. So Sora says, Maleficent, huh? And then Sora, Donald, and Goofy all giggle. And then Pete. What are you laughing at? Why, Maleficent's power is so great. She's toast. Huh? Sorry, but Maleficent can't help you now. What do you mean? And then Donald's laughing. You... So you're the ones that did it. Well, we might have had something to do with it. Heartless squad, mm. round up! And he summons Heartless that we fight. You just wait. Nobody, and I do mean nobody, messes with the mighty Pete. So, mighty Pete. I bet you lives... there's lots of nobodies that could mess with you. So, mighty Pete, who lives in this tower anyway? I said that sort of in a Pete voice. So, mighty Pete, who lives in this tower anyway? Oh, you don't know, huh? Well, it's old Yen Sid. Of course, he's probably a heartless by now. Master Yen Sid lives here? And Donald runs up the steps of the tower, and the goofy to Sora. Yen Sid is ki the king's teacher. Wow, sounds powerful. And they all run up the stairs, totally leaving Pete, and he's just sort of like got his jaw dropped. They just walked away from him like he's nothing. Yeah, well. <laughs> 
Uh, they rush up the stairs, fighting Heartless along the way. Heartless, Heartless, Heartless. Things haven't changed one bit. Well, that's a good thing we're on the job, then. The worlds aren't at peace after all. Then eventually they reach a room called the Wizard's Loft. And if you unspoiler the next image, they see an old man sitting behind the desk. Merlin? No. This is Master <laughs> Yen Sid. Oh. Never mind. It's not Merlin. <laughs> Cut that out. Leaving it in. <laughs> Master Yen Sid, it's an honor. Hey there. And then Donald and Goofy sort of look at Sora shocked. Sora, show some respect. The wizard sort of motions for Donald to calm down. So, you are Sora. Now then, have you seen the king yet? Yes, we did, Master. But we didn't get a chance to talk to him. Yes, the king has been quite busy of late. Therefore, it would seem the task of introducing you three, of instructing you three, falls upon my shoulders. You have a perilous journey ahead of you. You must be well prepared. You mean we have to go on another quest? I was looking forward to finding my friend Riku so we could go back to the islands. Yes, I know. However, everything in your journey, Sora, is connected. Whether you will find your way home to the islands, whether you, whether you will return alone or with your friends, and whether or not the islands will still be there. And the key that connects all of them is you, Sora. I'm the key? Sora sort of holds out his hand and the keyblade appears in it. Chosen wielder of the keyblade, you are the key that will open the door to light. Uh, Sora nods and then Yen said looks to Donald and Goofy who stand up straight and nod. Um... And Yen said waves a hand over the table and a big old book appears on it. And he makes it float into the air and spins it towards Sora. It says, This book contains valuable knowledge you will need for your journey. Study it carefully. Once you have finished, we will speak of the enemies you will surely confront. And there are three cryptic-ass things in this book. First is called The Beginning. And it says, Each journey gives rise to chance encounters. And each encounter brings forth a farewell. When a farewell leads into a journey, the worlds open their hearts. Those chosen by the light or ensnared by the darkness. Friends who share the same bonds, though their paths may differ. When you doubt the path trod thus far, when the hand you held is lost to you, gaze anew at the heart that once was, for all the answers are within. And this is a very obscured, like, recap of Kingdom Hearts 1. Mm. Second one is Interlude. A long dream, a sad farewell, hanging in the air, in the world, in that world between. What is reality? What is illusion? The path chosen by the young boy leads to his memories. When caught in the stream of the days and nights going past, gaze anew at your steps, for, all, for there all confusion will end. This is a very obscured recap of Chain of Memories. And then we get the future story. Will the day come when this battle, born of confusion, will end? It is different things to different people. Can the reality be that which is hidden? The reason is mere existence. Still, memories can be believed. Be not afraid and trust your body to the soothing waves of your memories. By and by, your fleeting rest will be over and everything will begin. 
and that's extra mm-hmm. obscured, but it's sort of saying like, and here's a new game. Yeah. They took a nap, and now we're back into this shit. Yeah. That's what but, I heard. Wait a sec. How come the Heartless are still running around? Your past endeavors did prevent an immense effusion of Heartless from the Great Darkness. Make no mistake about that. However, the Heartless are darkness made real, and darkness lingers yet in every heart. The Heartless are fewer, but while darkness exists in a single heart, it will be difficult to eliminate them. Swordon and Goofy all sigh. Gorsh, that must mean if everybody's heart was full of light, them Heartless would go away. Nyanted nods. Now it is time to speak of the enemies that you will encounter. Nyanted sort of waves his hand, and an image of Donald appear an image of Donald appears near a wall, and then that image changes to a shadow heartless. If one such as you, Donald, yields to the darkness in their heart, they too will become a heartless. But you know this. The heartless are always lurking and ever seeking to capture new hearts. Never let your guard down. Now then. And Yancid waves his hand again, and an image of a dusk appears next to the shadow. At times, if someone with a strong heart and will, be they evil or good, becomes a heartless, the empty shell they leave behind begins to act with a will of its own. And okay. the, the heartless disappears. An empty vessel whose heart has been stolen away, a spirit that goes on even as its body fades from existence. For you see, nobodies do not truly exist at all. Nobodies may seem to have feelings, but this is a ruse. They only pretend to have hearts. You must not be deceived. And, uh, spoiler, this is wrong. Which I know is because they ended yeah. up changing the lore, but, uh, I'm just wondering who the NSID sources are, because I think they're Diz. Yeah. Nobody's, they don't exist? And then two more images of Dusks appear. Now then, the being you see before you is known as a Dusk. They are the most common form of nobody, but there are others, some larger, with frightening and unique powers. Be Be vigilant. On your journey, you will meet an alarming number of Dusks. They will attempt to do you harm. And those images vanish. Still, they are nothing but empty shells, destined to return to the darkness. But, he waves his hand again, and three figures in black cloaks appear where those desks were. The beings you see before you now are different. These powerful nobodies have formed a group called Organization 13. It commands the lesser nobodies. Organization 13. And he looks to Donald Goofy like, you guys know what this is about? And they shake their heads. <laughs> While heartless act on instinct, nobodies function... Nobody's function in a higher manner. They can think and plan, and it seems they are working towards a goal. What that goal is, we do not know. The king sensed the danger and journeyed forth to fight it. He found the Dark Realm's keyblade, and with it closed the door. Now he's traveling from world to world, fighting the Heartless as he seeks the answer to the riddle of the Nobodies and Organization 13. And the figures disappear. Then I guess we better go find the king first. But where could he be? Well, we won't know till we look. Yeah, and the king must know where Riku is, because the two of them were together in the realm of darkness when we closed the door. You know, after defeating Ansem. So, before you go, you will need more suitable traveling clothes. 
Those look a bit too small for you. And he motions to a door. Through there, you will find three good fairies. If you ask them, they'll create for you appropriate garments. Gosh, Sora, you sure are growing fast. Uh, I guess. Will they and be pink or will they be blue? If you click on <laughs> the next image, you'll see our, the classic three good fairies from Sleeping Beauty, I believe. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Laura, Fauna, and Meriwether. They walk into this room and uh, the fairies are chatting near the window. And as they're going, Sora's like, me, you guys, Riku, and the king. I don't care who this organization is or what it's planning, but with the five of us, I mean, six of us, there's nothing to worry about, right? And I don't know if he's in- switching that for uh, Jiminy or for Roxas. Mm. Yeah. Well, look who's here, dears. Sora, Donald, and Goofy. Oh, if you're looking for clothes, you've come to the right place. I'll do the designing. Flora, Flora and Meriwether pull Sora away from Goofy, and Fauna sends out a spell, which turns Sora's clothes green. And Meriwether, oh, that would never do. And she flicks her hand, her wand, and Sora's clothes turn blue. Now, now, dears. And she flicks her wand, and Sora's clothes turn pink. But don't you like this better? And it goes back to green, and then back to pink, and then back to blue. And then eventually Sora just yells out, Ah, would you just decide? And they gasp. Uh. And then giggle. Well, it goes on for a while. They just keep <laughs> fighting over what color his clothes are going to be. It's like, please, y'all, please. The fairies gasp at first, but then giggle like, yeah, we're being dumb. All right, then. Together now, dears, and no more squabbling. And then all three fairies turn their spells on Sora at once. And his clothes turn black with red and gold bands. And if you unspoiler the next image, you'll see Sora in his new outfit. Oh, Wow. That's better. He's still got the big old shoes and the puffy pants. They're a little bit less huge on his body. Come, They slowly get smaller as he gets older. His shoes or his pants? His shoes. <laughs> yes. Oh my. Ooh, it's lovely. Oh yes, he does look very dashing. Now, those aren't ordinary garments. They have very special powers. Uh, and a magic orb, or an orb appears, uh, and Fauna tells him to grab the orb. He does, and then they say, "What?" And watch what happens. And Sora is struck by an immense power. A light flashes, and his clothes are suddenly bright red. Not only give you look at him in awe, and Sora is now holding a second keyblade in his left hand. Go ahead and unspoiler the second image, and you'll see Sora in what is called Valor form. Oh, as a new thing in this game uh as you level up eventually you'll get different forms and valor form is like a very fast dual wielding weapons uh form he looks rad does he get a mystic and instinct form as well no (laughs) well damn team instinct if you couldn't guess Mm. you'll know that valor's the best anyway incorrect Mm. i never let my memes be dreams Never mind. Your garments also have other powers, but you will have to discover what they are as you continue on your journey. Uh, and Sora looks at both Keyblades, and it's like, whoa. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll do my best. Thanks a lot. Oh, and there's something else for you from Master Yen Sid. Oh, boy. And they walk back into Yen Sid's office area, and he motions them over to a window where we see the gummy ship rising into view. 
hey, it's the gummy ship. So you guys ready to go? And they, they nod and then stand up straight in front of Yancid. No, no, just a moment. And they kind of relax a touch. Because of your previous endeavors, the worlds have returned to their original states. That means the pathways between them have disappeared. How do we get around? Do not fear. If what the king suspected proves <laughs> true, the worlds have prepared new pathways along which you may travel. These pathways may be utilized by unlocking special gates. How these gates are open, I'm how these gates are opened, I'm afraid I do not know. However, the keyblade will serve as your guide. When a beam of light radiates from the keyblade, return to the gummy ship. Though the worlds may seem far apart and out of reach, they nonetheless remain connected by invisible ties, as do our hearts. Our hearts are connected. That is correct. Got it. But be warned, as you proceed, the heartless and nobodies will use their own paths, corridors of darkness, to travel from world to world. They may be attempting to link these dark pathways to the gates between the worlds. Hey, that's not fair. Now then, that is all the information I can give to you. Go forth, Sora, Donald, and Goofy. Everyone is waiting. In okay, let's get going. And they stand up straight again and sort of like give a salute and then they head out. But we don't follow them yet. Back in the wardrobe room, the fairies notice a strange little figure in the window. My goodness, what's that? We see that there's a raven that has flown in with a long black dress. And he sets it down on the floor and slowly hops off of it. Haven't we seen this somewhere before? Yes, dear. I wonder whose it was. Oh, Malefic! And she covers her own mouth. No, we mustn't remember her name. Oh, dear. She was a mean old witch. Oh, no, the memories are coming back. What'll we do? Oh, what'll we do? And the cloak begins to change form. And it rises out of the ground. The fa fairies are, like, mumbling to each other about it. Perhaps we should tell Master Yen Sid. Yes, that's what we must do. Hurry. And as Flora and Fauna leave the room, uh, Meriwether's a few steps behind, but she says it. Maleficent. And then runs. The cloak is slowly turning into Maleficent's form. And then as Meriwether leaves, we just see her hand, like, fully form. And then we hear her laugh. Yes! And this return does not get explained for a very long time. That's uh, fine. Like, I'm fine in with this it. Game? No. Like, Dang. till a game that we won't cover until after Kingdom Hearts 3. In the gummy ship, uh, Sir Donald and Goofy are called by Chip and Dale. They just say like, hey, we're going to still be your buddies when you're in the gummy ship. Uh, but they look at the map and they see only Hollow Bastion. Only one? That's no good. That's not Donald. That's no good. Wait, I think it's a world we know. And then, then we go into Hollow Bastion and we see Pete searching around. Maleficent! Maleficent! And Pete notices how empty the room is. Maybe they really did finish her off. And then her raven flies closer to the tower. And this castle sure ain't what I expected. No shine, no nothing. Now, what's going to happen to our plan? And uh, the raven swoops onto the ledge and surprises Pete. Also, I didn't know this, but apparently uh, Maleficent's raven's name is Diablo. And I only know what? that because of the script. 
So it also wasn't explained in Kingdom Hearts 1, but there is a second castle in Hollow Bastion that uh, was Maleficent's original castle that she was like her base of operations in Hollow Bastion until she got the main castle. So that is where that was happening, not in the main castle that we're familiar with of Hollow Bastion. But on the other side of the world, the town is bustling with activity. There's uh, folks around in a little courtyard. There's shops, all sorts of stuff. Uh, and Sora, Donald, and Goofy rush in and gaze, and you can see the castle in the distance, and it's very clearly being rebuilt. Like It was like half weird and heartlessy last time, and half more mechanical, and now there's all these like cranes and stuff rebuilding it, getting rid of that heartlessy, like raw side of things. It's all a bastion. Gorsh, it looks kind of different now. I hope Leon and the gang are okay. Uh, Goofy sees a soldier heartless running on a roof nearby. Uh-oh, looks like we're going to have to do some fighting. Uh, they walk through the marketplace. And eventually they spot an elderly duck holding some ice cream near a freezer. Uncle Scrooge? Uh, who? Yeah. He's Donald's uncle, a business typhoon. Before the Heartless showed up, he traveled the world in a gummy ship with the king. He was helping up to set up. He was helping to set up a traffic system, a transit system. How do I do a Scrooge voice, guys? Um, he's got just a very richy sounding voice. Kooky old man. What's all that racket? There you go. And Scrooge turns around and sees them. Why, if it isn't Donald and Goofy? Hello, lads. Hi. You all look hale and hearty. So do you, Uncle Scrooge. Ah, uh, if only I were. I cannot seem to recreate my favorite old-time ice cream. I'd make billions if I just got it right. Uh, he sort of looks at the ice cream bar in his hand, licks it, but looks disgusted. Terrible! Uh, but then sort of Donald and Goofy make their way past him and deeper into the city. Where uh, eventually we see the, these weird light pedestals pop up. It's like there's a an orb of light and then around it a circle or a cylinder of light that like shoots up around it and then back down and it almost looks like it's something that's scanning right now hey what's going on that's the town's defense mechanisms and the three look and they see Yuffie on the top of a building Yuffie she waves and then sees something behind them look out uh, the keyblade flashes into Sora's hand as a dusk swoops in to hit him uh, and they're quickly surrounded by nobodies. They dispose of them. But during this fight, we see what this defense mechanism does. It, like, pops up, scans where an enemy is. And then after that, a, after a second, it, like, shoots and hurts them a little bit. Hey, you guys. And she hops down to them. I see you're still in top form. What'd you expect? And sort of, like, pats at his chest. Looks like you're doing okay. Well, what did you expect? How are the others? Great. Hey, Yuffie, have you seen the king and Riku? Nope. <laughs> she starts to walk away. But I had a feeling I'd see you guys again. And then Sora starts imitating Leon. We may never meet again, but we'll never forget each other. Is that supposed to be Leon? And Don the Goofy laugh. Everybody's working on stuff over at Merlin's house. Come on. And she runs around the corner. We follow and enter Berlin's house, where we see Sid typing at a computer, and Aerith and Leon are there watching. And Yuffie says, Meet the Hollow Bastion Restoration Committee. And Aerith, we missed you. Well, if you ain't in top shape. I knew it. Knew what? 
a while back, everyone suddenly remembered you guys all at the same time. You've remembered. Wait, does that mean you forgot about us? Thanks. So where have you guys been all this time? We were sleeping. Where? In cold storage? And they sort of are like kind of nervous, like, we don't really know. It doesn't matter. This is great. Everyone's together again. So, uh, we're trying to find Riku and the king. Have you seen him? Everybody shakes their head. Right. Sorry, but let us know if there's anything we can do to help, okay? Okay, thanks. And Sid gets up and sort of face. Don't go thinking us just yet. Hollow Bastion's got... <clears throat> Hollow Bastion's got a problem. A big problem. You mean like nobodies and heartless? That's... God, too many characters in one spot. I'm forgetting voices. That's fair. That's right. Sounds like you could use our help. Then let's cut to the chase. Sora, Donald, Goofy. We were hoping the three of you might give us a hand around here. Like we're gonna say no. I forgot who I'm dealing with. Hey, what do you mean by that? Just think of it as a sort of Leon compliment. And Leon opens the door, says, follow me to the Bailey. There's something you need to see. He leaves, and just as he leaves, Merlin appears and walks in. Oh, I thought it was you. Right on time. It's Merlin. Sora and the gang said they're going to help out. Splendid. We'll count on you. And Sora, Don, and Goofy. Right. Ah, yes. Did you give them the cards, dear? Oh. And Aerith takes out three cards from her dress and hands them and says, Here, they're presents for you. Leon thought you might like to have them. Sora takes the cards and then reads it. Hollow Bastion Restoration Committee Honorary Member. Membership cards! Kinda cool, huh? Hey. And Donald and Sora nod. Hey, thanks, Leah. Huh? And it's like, fuck, yeah, I was supposed to be following Leon. And then Merlin's like, wait, just one second, Sora. And he uh, reteaches him how to use some basic spells because Sora forgot it all during Castle Oblivion. That's their in-game reasoning for why you are back at level one again and they find Makes a way sense. to in story make Sora level one again every fucking time uh eventually Sora and company reach the Bailey and they see Leon looking over an edge and we can see a dark castle far in the distance look at that and Sora gasps we want to restore Hollow Bastion to what it used to be who knows maybe even something better there's still a lot to do and I'm sh but I'm sure we can handle everything except for that and he points to the castle and then uh, then points to two dusks walking in that direction. And that. We'll handle them. Well, that's good to hear. So, Sora, do you know what's going on then? There's this guy, Pete, who's been going around plotting, plotting with the Heartless. Uh, he's not smart enough to tie his, his own shoes. The ones we need to worry about are the nobodies. And those Organization 13 guys in charge, too. You called? And they all look around, but see nobody. And Sora runs up into an open area. You're doing well. Who's that? Ew. And summons the Keyblade. This calls for a celebration. Several dusks appear. Leon readies his sword. Uh, and Sora chases some. That So there's a gate that sort of separates this area that's under construction and more dangerous from, like, where everybody's living. So Sora and Leon are like up by the gate protecting it. Donald and Goofy are fighting some others elsewhere. Uh, but after the fight, the Keyblade 
a truly marvelous weapon. Were it only in more capable hands. And we hear six people laughing. Show yourselves. And they do. There's six cloaked figures up on this ridge above them. Uh, and the central one has their arms sort of raised. Organization 13. Good. Now we can settle this. What a shame. And here I thought we could be friends. And everybody, all of them sort of disappear with more laughter. Stop! Donald runs to see a set of stairs, and a single cloaked man appears before them. What's the big idea? Oopsie daisy. Move. Now, do you think that's polite, shutting me down like that? I said get out of the way. As if. You can talk all you want, but that won't change a thing. Then we're gonna make you move. See, that would work if I was just any old dude. Except I'm not. I'm with the organization. Nothing any old about me. Huh. <laughs> Tough talk for someone who stood on the sidelines while his nobody flunkies did the fighting. Oh dear, I think you got the wrong impression. And he sort of wags his fingers at Sora. You gonna cry? As if. Why don't I remind you how tough the crowd you're dealing with really is? Remind me? That's right. Sora then gives the man, like, a stink eye, basically. That's right. He used to give me that exact same look. I guess you think you can psych me out by saying really random stuff? Gee, I just don't know. And the man spreads his arms, like, challenging him to strike him. Be a good boy now. Wait. And he disappears as Donald tries to jump on him. Nuts, he got away. That was weird. Who gave him the same look? You know, I think he was just trying to confuse you. Yeah, you're right. Only one me. And Sora takes out his membership card and reads it. Hollow Bastion Restoration Committee Honorary Member. And then the card begins to glow. Sora gasps and lets go, lets go of it, and it sort of floats into the air to everyone's amazement. And then the keyblade, the tip of it, starts glowing. Huh? What's this? Darsh, you think? And then light flashes from the keyblade and the card, and the card reveals a keyhole, which Sora unlocks and opens a gateway. Oh, now I get it. That must have been the gate Yen Sid talked about. Oh, boy. Sorry to run, Leon, but other worlds are calling. And Leon nods. Organization 13. They look tough. Be careful out there. See you soon. And Leon salutes them. And now we come to what's going to be one of the hardest scenes for me to do. Because we go to Staff Room 4.0, where those six members are now sitting around talking. But I can't tell you their names, so I'm going to have to try and dis differentiate them just through some voices. We don't get to know their names? They haven't been said yet. You don't know these guys' names. Would we recognize their voices? No. You haven't heard them yet i mean you'll recognize you'll recognize unknown from the end of king hearts one and you'll recognize as if guy but that's about it as if i really like as if guy he's, as if he's my favorite organization member <laughs> as if okay continue uh so uh the guy who threw a spear at axel last time uh, he talks first. Do my eyes deceive me? Does he really have the power to wield the Keyblade? He's nothing but a boy. And then, as if guy. 
<laughs> Give him a chance. It means he's straight as an arrow. He's pure of heart, unlike all of us here. He had better be, or else he's worthless. I truly hope he's enjoying himself on his adventure. And this man uh, sort of laughs softly and pulls a deck of cards out from his sleeve and sort of flips through them and chooses one, holding it between two fingers. Maybe he'd like a hand to determine his fate. Hey, as long as it works in our favor, in our favor, we can let him do what he wants for now. Then we'll jump in if, if needed. Those are bold words coming from you. Are you saying you'll volunteer to take care of things if things go wrong? And the other man stands up in his chair like, What? No, me? No, you have the wrong guy. I'm not comfortable with that. You act as though you have a conscience. When was the last, one, last time any of us felt anything? Truer words were never spoken. And he makes his card vanish into his hand. Well, I suppose the fun will have to wait. Do you know what happens to those who lose their true purpose? Inevitably, they destroy themselves. And then finally, the leader interrupts their bickering. Gentlemen, the hero of the Keyblade has embarked on a new adventure. Make sure it is one that he will remember. Now go. And they all teleport away other than unknown. And the Sora, Donald, Goofy reboard the gummy ship, and they notice the map's changed. Twilight Town's gone, but there are two spots that they can go to. And I'm going to do something I should have done in Kingdom Hearts 1, which is let you guys choose which spot we go to. So, so we see two worlds. One, it looks like there's a castle and maybe a rose on the lawn of the castle. The other one kind of looks like um, a Chinese military structure. Let's go to Milan. The land of dragons we go. So they, uh, they land in a world that's referred to as the land of dragons. And we see a village burning and a mm. hawk flying through the air. And a single man standing in the midst. The hawk lands on his shoulder and he smiles. And a soldier watches from a bamboo grove. See that, Mulan? It's Shane Yu, the leader of the Han army. Come on, girl. This is your big chance. And the shadow of a large dragon surrounded by red smoke on a large rock is talking with this soldier. I can see it, I can see it now. Fa Mulan whips public enemy number one. You're going to be famous. I'm talking A-list. Mushu, I'm not sure. I haven't even joined the army yet. I have to take my father's place to preserve the Fa family honor. I just hope I don't get discovered. Whatever. You just... You're just scared. Admit it. Aren't you? And the dragon places a hand on his forehead. And then Sora, Donald, and Goofy walk through that grove. And uh, they sort of spot this conversation and stop. They see... They can just see the shadow of Mushu. And think it's a heartless. A heartless? Let's get the jump on him. Donald and Goofy are already rushing. And Goofy's like, gosh, maybe we should look before we leap. Uh, Mulan gasps as they rush into this little hideout. And uh, Mushu jumps from behind the rock into Mulan's arms. Definitely not a giant dragon, but, you know, little Mushu. Is that Mushu? And Mushu pops out from behind Mulan. That's right. I know you heard of me. I'm little, lethal, and legendary. Now y'all scram before I get my dragon dander up. Hey, Mushu, we missed you. Yeah, well, you better hope I miss you or else you're, you're, you're Sora, Donald, Goofy. Do you know them? And Mushu hops on the ground. Know them? Man, we used to kick it. We used to kick all kinds of bad guy butt together. Yeah, you know, I help these guys out of a lot of tight spaces because I'm a mighty dragon, right? And Mushu leans against Sora's leg 
Milan's like still kind of staying away from them. Uh, Sora moves towards her and Mushu falls because he was leaning on Sora's leg. Something like that. Uh, and, and you are? I'm Mulan. Uh, uh, no, I mean <clears throat> Ping. Mulan. <clears throat> Mulan Ping? Just Ping. I am Ping, son of Fao Zhao. You know Mushu? Mushu's one of my family's guardians. We didn't know we were borrowing somebody as important as a family guardian. And Mushu pops up. Yeah, that's right. And scurries up onto Ping's shoulders. And that puts you three up into your eyeballs in debt to Ping here. And Ping just sort of smiles. Well, guess what, kitties? It's, play it's payback time. Mushu. Uh, if they don't mind. Ain't that right? Hmm. Sounds fair. See, Ping here was just on his way to join the Imperial Army. So we gotta go find the other recruits over at the training camp. Would you join us? It'll be easier to fit in if I'm with guys like you. What do you mean, fit in? Well, uh, d don't, don't worry about that. You're pretending to be a boy, aren't you? And Sora and Donald jump in surprise. You're a girl? You didn't notice? Uh-uh. Goofy's really out here Not just me. knowing the most. <laughs> Using those brain, that brain cell. Mm -hmm. And then Milan leans to Mushu. I think it's working. I don't know. Those two would fall for anything. I'm right here. Hey. And they walk into the encampment. And Mushu. Remember, girl, manly. And Pink straightens up and does a very awkward strut into camp. And Sora joins a line of soldiers before being pushed from his spot by Yao. About time we get some grub. Hey, no cutting. Get out. And Yao punches Sora in the face. Uh, Donald mumbles something and then pounces on Yao. You know, classic gig fight in the lunch line with Yao and... Uh, sorry. There's just a lot of back and forth in that little fight that's really unimportant. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, eventually, like, Ping's trying to get them to stop fighting. It's like, says, please. They all stop fighting and turn and look at Ping. Please? That's Ling. I don't have a voice for Ling. <laughs> what a girl. Uh, knock it off. Knock what off? You punched me. Cutting in line. What a shrimp. And Mushu pops out for Ping's armor. Who are you calling a shrimp, Panda Lips? I'm a bona fide guardian dragon. And Ping shoves Mushu back inside. Uh, let's just get back in line, okay? Says Ping. Panda Lips? Panda Lips, yeah. Proceed. <laughs> Whose side are you on? I just got slugged. You want some more? And then Shang. Soldiers, get back in line. The captain. And they all quickly regain the line formation. Donald peeks out for a second and then straightens back up. Um, the captain's walking down the line. And then uh, after he leaves, Zora makes a fist glaring at Yao. And then Shadow Heartless appear. What are they? Says Mulan. Heartless. Uh, and Ling, Yao, and Chainpo are ready their fists, ready to go fight these Heartless. Uh... But you, uh, you defeat these Heartless, and then the captain speaks to everybody. You three, what are your names? Sora. Donald. Goofy. You're welcome in my troop. Your battle skills are, your battle skills are encouraging. I'm the son of Fauzao. You should return home. But that would dishonor my family. You'd rather dishonor my troops? Don't make me... 
If Ping Chang's hard and does his best, he'll get stronger in no time. Hmm. Just give us an assignment and we'll show you how well we can work together. So, you want to be tested. Our orders are to ambush Shan Yu's army on their way here. They should be coming through the mountain pass. We'll smash them. I doubt that. You four will be the advance party. Scout out the mountain for my troops. That's it? No problem, right? Right. I'll brief you on the details later. Return when you're ready to depart. Remember, the smallest mission may have the greatest purpose. Stay alert. And so are Donald, Goofy, and Ping. I'll say, sir. And, uh... And then they head out. They go on a little mission. Return. Uh, just fight some Heartless out there. Then when you return... Um... Shang says, not bad. Now brace yourselves for the rest of your assignments. And you kind of get sent out back and forth on several assignments. There's not a ton of talking. Um, but every time Shang compliments them, so it's like, yeah. And Ping's like awkwardly a little like, yeah, like I'm being noticed by Captain. Uh, eventually they get sent to secure the summit so that the company can pass. And I've authorized you to to be let through to the summit. Don't let me down. And then as the group enters the mountain trail, we see a, a hawk flying overhead as they fight their way to the village. So, yeah, they, they sort of fight their way up and eventually clear a path so that the there can be a camp now. Shang is like, fine, I'll let all four of you guys join my troops, but I'm still not fully convinced that Ping has what it takes to be a worthy soldier. So when, now that they're in this, like, camp, Lushu to... Uh, Ping says, Okay, girl, here's your chance. I just saw this real shady guy, and I know it's Shan Yu. Shan Yu? That's the Hun leader. We've got to tell Captain. Right. Wait, 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 wait. Everybody use their heads for a second now. Why are we here? To make the Captain see Mulan, I mean Ping's, talents, and bring honor to her family. Sir Donald Goofy Dot. So let's go find out where Shan Yu is by ourselves. Then, if we're lucky, we can fry him up good. Though, just tracking the guy down should earn us our stars. Captain Musclehead will have to notice my girl. Okay, let's go. We'll help out. Now we're cooking. Shen Yu is in the cave outside the village. Uh, we enter this cave outside the village and we find a small shrine. Uh, and as they, they're like, nobody's here. And then about to leave. But there's a weird shaking behind them and then a barrier forms forcing Donald and Goofy out and uh, just Sora and Ping are inside. We hear Shan Yu laugh and he secretly leaves the cave and then several very dangerous Heartless appear, uh, leaving Sora and Ping to fight them. Afterwards, the barrier vanishes. Everybody checks up on them. And then like after checking on each other, Lushu's like, come on, time to, time to report to the captain. But Shan Yu wasn't here. Please, that old hunt, that hunt is old news. We're going to tell the captain how thousands of Heartless stormed out of the cave, and Ping took out almost every one of them. When they return to the village, though, uh, it has been reduced to smoking ashes, and they find uh, Shang among the rubble, clutching his side. They uh, help him up and get the information that the enemy went to, towards the summit, and they feel like it's their fault because by going into that cave and upsetting Shen Yu, he clearly then left and burned down all this while they were inside fighting Heartless. Goofy and Donald are kind of blaming the whole group. Mushu's like, it's my fault. 
Uh, but Sora's like, Shan Yu and the Heartless did this, not us. Captain, if you track down the villagers, we'll handle this. And they head off towards the summit. Eventually, uh, we see a hawk flying over them, and it lands on Shan Yu's shoulder, who's at the very top of the summit of the mountain. And we see hundreds of small Heartless like coming over the edge of the summit down towards Donald, Goofy, and Ping. Uh, the hawk flies off of Shan Yu's shoulder, and Shan Yu calls out, Attack! And the Heartless charge towards the group, and it almost looks like um, Avalanche. That's the word, when there's a snowy mountain and the snow goes crash. It almost looks like an Avalanche, but of Heartless. The group fights them down, uh, fights them off for a bit, but eventually uh, Yao, Chenpo, and Ling enter the summit with a cannon, uh, and they're they fire at him. Mulan sees it's not gonna help, but uh, like that they're like just firing into this giant crowd. It's not gonna do anything. But instead, she like butts Yao out of the way and fires up above them and causes an actual avalanche to come and sort of wipe out this this horde of heartless. A baddie. So yeah, that that sort of clears out that horde of heartless, and then Shang enters this area and. Ping sort of looking back and forth between the avalanche and Shang, and then some of the avalanche is like about to hit him, so she she like pushes him out of the way. After the avalanche, uh, Shang is Shang and Ping are catching their breath behind the rock that they hid behind. Thanks, Ping. It was nothing. And they stand up. I should never have doubted you. From now on, you have my trust. Thank you, Captain. Mushu sort of pops out from the snow. First she uses me as a lighter, and then she turns me into a cannonball. The head ancestor's gonna hear about this. You know, that is... That's it. I give up. Can't take this no more. Come on, Mulan. Let's quit the charade and go home, girl. And Mulan's like, Mushu? Huh? And then Mushu sees that Shang is right there, and is like, covers his mouth. Mulan? A woman? It can't be. Mulan doesn't say anything, so Donald and Goofy join the group. I'm like, Ping, Captain! You all knew, didn't you? You knew Ping was really a woman in disguise. And they're all, like, not saying anything. Kind of shocked that he knows. I can't believe you lied to me. The punishment for high treason and dishonoring the army is death. Get out of my sight. Now. You're all dismissed. But, Captain, my debt is repaid. And Shang walks back towards the ridge. The Emperor is waiting. Move out. And Shang and the troops leave. Wushu's like, Mulan, I blew it. Uh, she changes out of her ping outfit and just looks like regular Mulan and says, thank you, everyone. I'm sorry I got you in trouble. It's no big deal. So, Ping, uh, I mean, uh, Mulan, what are you going to do now? Go back home. You know, your daddy's going to be steamed as a chicken dumpling. And Mulan sighs and Sora uh, takes Donald and Goofy into his arms and says, relax, we'll take our share of the blame. Thanks. You all are wonderful friends. They start walking back down the mountain. Again, we see a hawk fly overhead back towards the summit where we see Shan Yu burst out of the snow from the avalanche and roar in anger. A heartless appear behind him and the hawk lands on his shoulder. So the avalanche, though it did slow it down, did not stop this attack fully. Sora and Mulan see this and call out that Shan Yu is alive and that he's heading for the Imperial City. So they run to the Imperial City. Uh, where the troops have just entered the palace walls, and Mulan runs up to Shang and calls out for him. And it's like, Shang Yu's alive and is headed this way. And why should I believe you this time? 
but she's telling you the truth. And Dallin spots the hawk flying above. Um, Shang looks around uh, to several of the towers as Shen Yu stands triumphantly on top of one. And he jumps down to get into the palace. Shang's like, guard the palace. Do not let the enemy get anywhere near the emperor. Uh, so Gao, Ling, and Shang Po charge the palace. Uh, other soldiers sort of remain where they are. Shang yells, that's an order. But then all these soldiers, besides the named ones, because that's how Kingdom Hearts works, uh, turn into Heartless. <laughs> uh, Shang's pretty speechless, but Sora and Mulan are like, Captain, we'll secure the court- courtyard. You can save the Emperor. So Shang's like in shock still and stays where he is. So Donald calls out, that's an order. Oh. Shang nods and then races to the main palace building. We fight the Heartless. Then Mulan's like, the Emperor's in danger. No time to lose. And they run to the the palace gates where they see Shang Yu standing with his sword to the Emperor. Now you'll bow to me. And Shang Yu looks to Mulan, who's worried. Shang jumps down in the middle of them and knocks Shang Yu away. Uh, he then helps the Emperor into the palace uh, where Shang Po and Ling close the gate. But now it's Sword Donald Goofy, Mulan, and Shang Yu stuck outside the palace. So we fight. We fight Shen Yu. After the fight, the Emperor walks out with Shang. He has a stern look on his face and says, I've heard a great deal about you, Fa Mulan. And Mulan bows to the Emperor. You stole your father's armor, ran away from home, impersonated an Imperial soldier. You deceived your commanding officer, shamed the entire Chinese army, and dishonored your family name. And Sora's, like, getting upset about all these mean things he's saying. It's like, we get the picture. You're a young woman, and in the end, you have saved us all. And the Emperor bows to Mulan. Uh, She looks up and is speechless, and the crowd in the square cheers. Sora Dolan goofily congratulate Mulan. Um, Shang... Chills, just like I saw the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Shang takes Shan Yu's sword and hands it to Mulan. Emperor's like, take this so the world will know that what you've done for China. Thanks. She bows again. Um, and then, of course, Shang and Mulan have like a little uh, awkward thing. Or Shang's like, you fight good. Mulan. Yes. Sora. Sir. Donald. Wah. Goofy. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Wack. W-A-K. I don't know how to say that other than whack. No, I think you had it spot on. I think that's the best Donald impression you've done thus far. Thanks. That should be your get-in-the-character voice like word, you know? Your true... Uh, so Shang thanks them and then bows to them. And the Emperor's like, thank you. Is that all you have to, all there is to say, Captain? If you wish to win the heart of Fabulan, China's bravest woman, you ought to be a bit more eloquent than that. Shang's surprised. The Emperor laughs. So does Mulan. And then Sora to Milan's like, can I get an autograph? Thanks for everything, Sora. Now they gotta let me go back to being a guardian. They gotta. But Mushu, I thought you already were a family guardian. What? Oh, no, no. I don't even worry about that. That's just real technical. Just for us guardians. You tricked us. No, no, no. See, I, I did. I just, uh... And Mushu turns and runs away. You know, I just didn't want to bog you down with all the, all the guardianese. See, it's very complex. A lot of fine print. You wouldn't understand. But then uh, as they're like... Dealing with Mushu being a weirdo. Uh, Shen Yu's sword glows. So uh, Sora stops chasing him. And the Keyblade 
reacts, shoots a beam up at the sword and opens a gate. What? Just like you did with the, the card in Malabastion. A okay, gate between yeah. worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just there's always gonna be an item in every world that activates this thing and it's always right at the end of the the first trip. Gotcha, okay. Uh so yeah, after the gate opens, Donald's like, Okay. Guess it's about time to be moving on. You shall be missed, says the Emperor. Is it okay if we come back to visit? Of course. We will look forward to your return. You two play nice. Whoa, watch it, soldier soldier. Uh, Mulan blushes as Sora waves goodbye, turn and look at each other, and they giggle. Uh, Mushu pops up under her shoulder and laughs and says, Goodbye, Sora, Donald, Goofy. Uh, and then they walk down the steps of the Imperial Palace and leave the Land of Dragons. And there was a lot of new Heartless types, but I honestly think I'm not going to focus on the new Heartless types this game. Because there's just so many. I'll focus on the nobodies because there's not that many of them. And I'll talk about the boss Heartlesses. But uh, all the many, many tiny heartless I'm not going to deal with this time, unfortunately. Oh, man, I don't know if I can, I can hang. That's why I came, you know, to show up for the cute baby heartless. I know. I know you do. <laughs> I honestly can't remember if what this looks like at this point. But I think that now we have two spots again to look for on the gummy map. There's that same castle, and then there's one that's, you know, it looks like Grecian, and it sort of looks like there's like an underworld part of it. Give us Meg. Meg, 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 Meg. And just you like that, I feel. Uh, next time we will be going to uh, <laughs> to Olympus Coliseum, where we will see Meg and Hercules, and not just a compressed bad version of a Disney movie. But an original, I mean, it's got Man. bits of that, but it's kind Fantastic. of, it's more of an original story. Yeah. And, and Meg is the hero um, and looking fabulous as always. You can just say yes, regardless of what the answer is. Don't worry about it. Yeah, of course. Oh, fantastic. Meg is our hero. Yeah, exactly. Like the answer is yes, regardless. I'm a damsel. I'm in distress. Mm. Um, so I'll just let you guys know. So this first trip to Milan is pretty weird. It doesn't have much dialogue or not much important dialogue. There's lots of small, like bigger back and forth things. And it's like a very compressed version of the movie. But we go to each world twice in Kingdom Hearts 2. So we will come back to Land of Dragons eventually. And it'll be a, its own original story. Ooh. So yeah, I, I know I kind of blasted through Land of Dragons, but this first one is basically like... Here's the movie, but there's Heartless and Sora and Donald and Goofy, and less of the fun yeah. parts of the movie. Okay. Let's get down to business. Yeah, there's no singing in this. The Heartless. Yeah, that's absurd. So, uh, that's Yeah, that's upsetting. Um, but I do want to mention something that's really cool about Land of Dragons. So, you can have Ping in your party, and if you have Ping in your party, Ping fucking sucks. Ping barely does anything to these Heartless. It just more gets in the way, honestly. But after the oh. reveal and Ping just goes to being Mulan, Mulan fucking rocks. Mulan's great in battle. Yes, yeah, she does. That's awesome. You're always best as your true self. Exactly. Ah, 
And it's just one of those small Disney things magic. that Kingdom Hearts does that, like, they don't bring it up in the slightest, but it's very apparent if you... But you notice. Yeah. It's like when Sora, in uh, Kingdom Hearts 1, when Sora's shadow wasn't there all of Neverland until it got brought up that uh, you have to fight your shadow. Mm-hmm. Just one of those subtle nuances that kind of add some depth beyond the depth they're already, like, trying to do. That's pretty cool. Um, now, do you guys have a... Any thoughts, comments, questions on what we went over today? I think it was all pretty. Yeah, it's, it's, see, but remember, um, there was a while back at the end of Game Hearts 1 when we read the answer reports and you guys were like, I don't quite understand nobody's. I was like, eh, they'll explain it better in Kingdom Hearts 2 at the beginning. That, yeah. this is what I was talking about when Gen Sid's like, yo, here's how nobody's happened. I think the wording's still a little weird mm-hmm. because my interpretation of it has always been that the nobody is the body. It could yeah. imply that in what Yen Sid says, but it could also imply that it's the spirit, which is separate from this body and the heart. I think it's way simpler if we just... It's the body. I mean, that made sense to me, I think. It's the body and the mind is in the nobody. That's why it can plan and think. And heartless are just hearts and run off of instinct. And they said that nobodies don't have emotions, that they just pretend to. And I think that was very hurtful. Mm hmm. Only. That they don't have feelings or some shit. Yeah. They, they did say that, but we've already seen. Really messed up. There was a line in Chain of Memories where Axel started like laughing. It was like, uh, just make it count when he let Nominee go. And then he started laughing and he's like, I'm enjoying this. You guys really are something. Because he was having a genuine emotion. So, even... Yeah, like, you've seen it this whole time, I feel like. Yeah, knowing that Roxas is a nobody, we've seen his him have genuine emotions, even in that short time that we've seen him. So we know that that's wrong. Usually, Yensid yeah. is a very smart dude. So I'm just gonna guess. He's getting his information from Diz. Yeah, that's what it... I mean, he just needs to check his sources. Yeah. Granted, there aren't a ton mm. of sources on nobodies yeah, other than fair. members of Organization 13. Uh, it didn't super explain it there, too, but uh, you sort of retain more of yourself, so to speak, when you become a nobody, the more powerful your heart was when you became a heartless and a nobody. Mm. That's why there's the Organization 13 members, they just look like people. They are nobodies, but they just look like people. Whereas mm. lesser nobodies are like dusks and creepers and assassins and stuff. Yeah. Okay. I think my biggest takeaway wasn't the blatant racism against nobodies or, you know, the subtle nuances of the depths of the emotional beats. I think my biggest takeaway was Panda Lips. Oh, Panda Lips. <laughs> yeah. That def- not not like the bisexual icon that is uh, Shang Li. You know that's a very close. It's like right up there with panda lips. Um, I when we were talking about where like Shang Li discovers that Mulan is in fact a woman, uh, all I could think about is in the original Disney movie that advisor guy who goes who like pulls it out and he's like a woman. Oh, it's <laughs> it. He's so dramatic about it. He's just like, oh, woman. And he's like, wow. Wow. That's all I can think about. Yeah, it's like he's never seen one before. I know. He's just like, everybody, a woman. It's like, sir, calm down. It is not that drama. 
I mean, it was because, you know, dishonor and all that, but a different, he was being a different kind of drama that day. He's definitely never seen that woman the- in his life. And he was, he was like- a theater kid and you could tell. <laughs> <laughs> that was, he was gearing up for that one line of his the entire movie. He had been practicing in his uh, trailer. He was like, should I be like a woman? No. <clears throat> a woman. A woman. <clears throat> yeah there's just something about men saying a woman or women when they're feeling some kind of way that's really funny to me oh yeah so i don't know if we'll even finish olympus coliseum or how much further than olympus coliseum we'll get next time uh, because like i was saying the worlds in Kingdom Hearts 2 are a lot bigger and you visit them twice mm-hmm. uh so Mm-hmm. we might be getting to a point where an episode will be like one maybe two disney worlds just as a heads up okay. for both of you guys okay. and the listener uh but yeah we have more than just the one listener the royal the what? royal you listener i'm just giving you shit i got you <laughs> no we we talk to them shout out to our listeners we talk to them like they're the only one listening so they feel special you're right this episode this episode is for you lilith <clears throat> This episode is for At you, Lilith. Heartless. Yes, <laughs> Um, If you would like to and... maybe be shouted out sometime on our podcast when we're goofing around, join us on our Discord server so we know who you are. If not, you're going to hear about Lilith and Heartless for way too long. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Hold on. This is, hold. This is, and for... this is way off topic. But I was just looking at my Google Docs link, and I'm just going to, like, send it to you guys so you can see. The secret. Why does it end in Utah? Just look at that link. Why does the link end in Utah, the URL? Um, Hail Utah. (laughs) Thanks, guys. You know how I feel about Utah. If you are a listener from Utah today... We're calling out you. Talk. Uh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, I just glanced up at the URL and was like, why is it going to say Utah at the very end? There's got to be a reason. Are there hardly Utah? Maybe it's going to a, a Google server that's in Utah. And this episode is for you, listener, who is not in our Discord server yet. But we see you and we hear you. And by hear you, I mean. We talk at you, and maybe you hear us. You know, the whole um, listener concept. Lilith just messaged me. Does she know? She say, "Does she know that we're talking about her?" I, I don't know, but it was really scary because it. Uh, she said, "Bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Should tell her that you we're know, actively talking about her while recording the podcast. We're just talking about you. Our intro and outro song is "Dearly Reminded" by Ana Ultra. You can find his Bandcamp links in the show notes. You can also find a link to our Discord. You can also find a link to our Discord server in our show notes. <laughs> but that's all from us this week. Bye. 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 Now recording. Now recording.
Now recording. Recording now. Riley, do you wanna do you wanna add something? Uh, we may or may not be recording currently. Craig and Yarka. Bye, Craig. Get out of here, Craig. Go home. Get some dinner.